0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, we know it's only the preseason, but the New Look Suns, they're putting up historic numbers. But will they be the most difficult team to defend when the regular season begins? Richard and Park have some thoughts there. Plus, is it going to be dreams or nightmares in Philadelphia this season? And what can we expect From James Harden and his engagement level, if he isn't traded, we answer those questions. Also, we are just one week away from opening night. Who is the biggest threat to the reigning champs in the West? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. He is <laughs> I am Malika Andrews. together, Malika. Thank goodness Kendrick Perkins and Zach Lowe are going no to be stopping by that. shortly. But before we get to them, Richard, what? let's get to one of your favorite cities, Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh, no. And yes. what went down last night? Because the Suns' big three, they were scorching. They gave us just a taste of what could be in the regular season. The headband gang, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Katie maybe could use a headband, but he elected not to. Let's get right into it. We're going to start with Devin Booker. Just count the threes with me, Rich, because he just could not miss. No,
3: that's one. And again, we remember the the, the trade and how Kevin, Bo- our, our Devin Booker, went nuts. He had more spacing than he'd ever had before. We know that this man can score with no spacing. And when you give him openings, when you give him space to work, it is so impressive.
2: I mean, just again and again. was counted three for you thus far. Going to work again. There's number four for him. Just pull up three after pull up three. Booker had 19 points. Was six of 11 from the field in the first half. But Kevin Durant also had a little something to say, Rich.
3: Well, yeah. And when you watch this Phoenix Suns team. Now, mind you, they're going against the Trailblazers with all due respect. But so this is how you work on your game. You find some chairs, you get into your rhythm, and then you just work on your game. And that's what they did. And they have to because they have to play a lot of minutes because they are not the Denver Nuggets. They are not the Lakers. Yep. They do not have their core unit back. So this is when they can start working out some of the kinks, and we're going to point those out later.
2: Absolutely. So we have a Kevin Durant, very efficient, 6 of 10 from the floor. Bradley Beal, slightly less efficient, for 7. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> he was still showing Don't off. Don't
3: toy with him. Don't toy with the rook. Watch it. Hit him with the, whoop, Give him. Look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. Oh, show him the eyes. And then there was a wrap.
2: And then it was a wrap. The Suns win 117-106. Beal had 11 points. The Suns, they have played multiple stars in first halves of all three of their preseason games. And they've had a blistering offensive efficiency in all of them. The Kings, right, they had the best offensive officially efficiency in the play-by-play era last season. The Suns, with their stars, they're putting up numbers that could be well above that, as you can see here. I know. It's preseason, but you got to get a little bit excited looking at this. And as promised, Kendrick Perkins is here. And, Perk, I I am running out of ways to describe what the big three of the Suns is doing. The good news is we have you, my friend. So can we get a little word of the day on the Suns' offense, please?
1: Uh Did he practice it? (laughs) Hey, you you, you know what? Y'all two think y'all slick. The producers think they slick. It's not (laughs) a word of the day today. Damn it, I would not be the butt of the jokes. I'm (laughs) switching it up. Yeah. It's the number of the day. Oh, it's so the no number of, of the day. Shut up, Richard. I'm in my <laughs> mode. 515.9 degrees. You know why? That's the melting point of nylon. Richard, do you know what, what is made out of nylon? Don't the worry net, about it, baby, I tell the you, because you don't know. You. <laughs> the, the net, the net, and that's what Bradley, Bill, Devin, Booker, and Kevin, D- Kevin Durant is going to be doing this year. Burning the net down. Look, when I talked about the Phoenix Suns when they made this trade for Bradley Beal, I said what? Forget that they were top-heavy. Forget that they needed to improve their bench. They have three of the most prolific, efficient scores in the game. And it's gonna be hard to stop this team or keep up with them on a night-to-night basis, offensively, because not only can all those guys put the ball in the bucket, but they are underrated playmakers.
2: So now that we have a number of the day, Kendrick Perkins, thank you very much. I'm impressed. Yeah. Scorching Pre- nylon, all sorts of stuff going yes. on here earlier. Look,
3: one thing day. he's not doing, he's not making this segment monotonous. That's what he's not doing. No, it's, he, not, he's not, not, it's not monotonous. Or monotennis. It is not thing is.
2: to you, what is it that has kept the Suns from being monotennis, monotonous? What's been the key to their offense? Oh, here. I got you
3: guys. Here but we go. Stay, Daddy's here. Don't worry. I'll explain to you guys. (laughs) Why the Phoenix Suns are elite? but because they have elite talent. Now look at their plus minus. This is in 49 minutes, this is in 53 minutes, this is 32. Now these guys are incentivized to go a little bit harder in the preseason because like I said, they don't, they're not Denver, they're not the Lakers, they're not the Boston Celtics where they have minor changes, they have huge changes. So Frank, and on top of it, a brand new coach. So Frank Vogel, all of these guys are proven, but they gotta put it together. Now I'm gonna show you a couple of plays that they need to work through and some of the positive things that's gonna happen. Now we're gonna let this run. Let me push play. We're going to let this run. Now watch. Kevin Durant's now bringing up the ball. Look at the spacing. The big is going to, like, look, the big is going to be huge for them because now you got to make decisions. Who are you going to go? That's going to be Eric Gordon. That's going to be Devin Booker. That's going to be Bradley Beal. Look at the amount of space that they get. That is something that not a lot of teams have. Now, this is one of my favorite ones right here. Let me pause it. Now, this is the issue. When I talk about a floor general, that's a guy that knows exactly where he needs to be at all times. Devin Booker is out here by the sun. Look at the spacing that they don't have, right? Now, if Devin Booker gets himself a little bit closer to the free throw line, now Kevin Durant has way more room to work. And and the defender has to choose. Am I going to help on Kevin Durant and leave Devin Booker? That's a bad idea. But that's up to Devin Booker to get himself to the right spot. That's the difference between having a floor general that's like, I'm here versus starting your offense here, starting a wide pin down all the way there. Now continue the play. Now watch this, you see it. Now you got decisions to make, but Devin Booker's in the wrong spot. That's a bad spot. Yes, you're gonna get that against Portland, Denver, Boston, uh, Philly. The top teams, you're not gonna get it. Now one more time here. Watch this. When we talk about this, Look at where they're starting their offense. Look at where they're setting the pin down. They're damn near at half-court. Now, yes, they're going to get something positive here, but Kevin Durant has to work his way down. If you're starting your offense damn near half-court and you have one of the best offensive teams in the world, it doesn't matter against great defensive teams. This is where they want to push you. Now, I'm going to continue playing it. And watch what happens. See, now this paint is wide open because you have so many shooters and Bradley Beal is able to finish because you can't really help on them. So when I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns, when I talk about having a floor general or a point guard, it's because making sure that guys are in the right spots every single time. I'm not worried about the Trailblazers. I'm not worried about the Hornets. I'm not worried about those teams. I'm worried when Phoenix plays against elite defensive teams and they're starting their offense at half court. Even with great scorers, that's very difficult.
2: I just want to give a – a little, little studio round of applause for Richard making his debut on the iPad breakdown. Well,
3: no, shout out Jaron. Shout out our birthday boy Jaron. Jaron Yang. It's his birthday. He helped me with this, and we've been fighting it. But, but that was no, a no, quality no, that, take. That was, that was truly, a quality take.
2: Truly excellent work. Let's bring in someone else who does excellent work, Zach Lowe, into the mix. Because the biggest question to you regarding Phoenix on the offensive side, we, we've laid it all out sort of what could be, but the question mark to you is what, Zach?
4: I've been saying all summer since they made this trade, right with Perk, stop worrying about, oh, there's only one ball for these guys to share. Stop worrying about the depth. <laughs> these guys are going to score like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. There is no answer for them as long as the three of them are healthy. Offensively, my only question is this. RJ, the first clip you played was my favorite one. You want to know why? Why? because it resulted in a catch-and-shoot three for Bradley Beal. That's where the playmaking and the passing questions come into play. As good as you are, and these dudes are damn good, It is hard to win four playoff series, and that's the goal here. That's the only goal, to win the title. It's hard to do that when you're subsisting totally on mid-range jumpers. They're going to need to up the volume of their threes as the season goes along. That's why I like that play. That's the only question I got for them on offense. Otherwise, it's all fine.
2: Otherwise, it's all fine. We're going to get to see it in the regular season in a week. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. We also though, have some breaking news coming out of the WNBA. Aces star Chelsea Gray, who injured her foot in Game 3 on Sunday, has been ruled out for Wednesday night's Game 4 with a foot injury. And her teammate, Kia Stokes, also out with a foot injury of her own. This could be an enormous blow for the Aces. Gray has scored or assisted on over 1,500 points this season, including the playoffs. You see her there heading back to the locker room, clearly in pain. And those points that I mentioned, that's the second most in the WNBA behind only Alyssa Thomas. So a huge piece here missing for the Aces as they try to clinch a back-to-back title. Still to come on NBA Today, James Harden. He has yet to hit the court this preseason with the 76ers. So if he does play, what can we expect from the former MVP on Friday? Plus, it is that time of year. Who makes Zach Sloan's league pass rankings and where do two rookie phenoms land on his list? We've got like a little game to play. And it's safe to say the West, right, it, it is stacked with talent, Richard, mm-hmm. from top To bottom. Who has the best chance at denying the Nuggets a chance to repeat? NBA Today will be back after this.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, on Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good.
1: James has a decision to make this summer, you know, and, and he'll make it.
3: Scenario A would be to bring James back. James Harden avoided free agency by opting in.
1: Here's the thing about James Harden you can't trust him. This is going to be the third
4: straight team where he throws blame at other people and then maybe gets traded to a new place.
6: The expectation is that he has played his last game. For the 76ers
5: when I got traded here my my whole thing was I wanted to retire a sixer when you lose trust in someone it's like a marriage it's pretty simple
2: okay that analogy may be simple for James Harden but the situation in Philadelphia has been anything but simple because both he and Joel Embiid they have yet to play in Philadelphia's three preseason games and last week Harden said that he was ramping up he plans on playing in at least one game before the season starts in a week They have one game left, that is Friday, against the Hawks. So back here with our panel, Zach Lowe, I want to start with you here. We're a week away. James Harden is yet to have Nick Nurse draw up a play for him in an actual game. So what happens now?
4: That's what the Clippers are asking, is the only team that's really talking to Philly about James Harden. Imagine being the Clippers. You don't want to escalate your offer because you know you're the only team, and you're watching this situation in Philly wondering, what in the heck is going to happen? Is he going to play? Is he going to play hard? Is he going to show up? Is he going to say some stuff that escalates the situation? And if he does, any of that, what does that mean for how the Sixers handle it? What does that mean for us? No wonder the Clippers are sitting there just waiting to see how this unfolds. And really, this is an actions over words thing, as Brian Windhorst would say. The actions are coming. The time for speculating is about to end because the season is here. Mm. We're going to find out real soon exactly how uncomfortable James Harden was to make this for the Sixers, exactly what he does, exactly what he says, and if any of that has any impact on how Daryl Morey wants to proceed here. And the mystery will end soon because all this talk, all this speculation, the season starts in a
2: week. Yeah, you said how uncomfortable, right, is James Harden willing to make this. With that, I do want to bring in our front office insider, Bobby Marks, because let's say, right, Bobby, let's say that, that, that James starts to escalate things. What recourse do the 76ers have here?
6: Well, certainly they can fine him. They can suspend him if he fails to render services next week. Um, I think what Zach said, hit it right on the head. Let's see what happens on Friday if he plays in that preseason game. But here's my question. How does this help James Harden? How does this help James Harden get out of Philadelphia? How does this help him get to the Los Angeles Clippers, his preferred destination to basically he'd be, he's basically sitting in a, in a corner and having a tantrum here. And that doesn't help anybody here. And I've, I've said it all along. The best thing for James Harden is to be on the basketball court and help his trade value to get him to the Los Angeles Clippers. And that should start this upcoming Friday. (laughs)
1: <laughs> We're still talking about this. Listen, here's the thing, right? You know they have those GM surveys and they have the GM polls and whatever come out. If you ask all the general managers around the league what what team James Harden needs to be on or what's the best fit for him, they would say the 76ers. Him and Joel Embiid and complement each other better than probably, you know, 95% of the league, okay. okay? When it comes down to them when what they doing in the pick and roll. The problem that I have, this is the problem that I have. I keep repeating myself. James Harden has no option because the Clippers are the only peak team that's pursuing him. So what that tell you? His value is not where where, where he thinks it is, and he's not well, who he thinks he are, because if it was, it would have more people looking for him or wanting him on their roster. They don't. And I'm going to say this one last time. He has to be careful because James Harden is flirting with danger for his career. Now, Perk,
3: I think you're correct. I don't think he has any options, and I think on this panel, we have about 60 years of covering and watching and paying attention to basketball, whether it's as insiders, whether it's front office, whether it's as players. So is there anyone on this panel that believes that the 76ers can get an all-star caliber player or can get a player or a package that will keep them in contending for this season? Is there anyone that thinks that? Just you bring up the panel, show them. Anybody think that? Well,
6: here, here, here's, here's, here's something, Richard, that I, I talked to a bunch of teams this afternoon. And they asked me, where do you see James Harden? Where do you see him ranked in, the, let's say, the top 50? And I said, probably in that, in that 40 range. And they said, where do you think Philadelphia sees him? Probably in the top 25. Mm. And that answers it just in mm-hmm. itself. If they see him as a top 25 player, they are not going to get a top 25 player back, and they are probably not going to even get the draft equity that would equate a top 25 player. And that's where, that's where it comes down for Philadelphia looking at it. Is it better for us to just keep on holding, waiting, but how much does Harden become a disruption? As, you, as everyone knows, we start playing real basketball next season next week.
3: So my biggest issue, and again, Bobby, you're 100% correct. They are overvaluing an asset when the market is undervaluing the asset. But the only way to actually get something is based off of what the market value. And I think collectively we all know that it's not high given the history. This is the last thing I'm going to say. To say that it keeps them in the championship winter, can somebody pull up the Vegas odds for, for the Philadelphia 76ers? Can someone pull it up? Because it has them as the seventh ranked team. And look at the gap between the Lakers and them. Look at the gap between them and the Warriors. They're in the same betting spot as the Mavericks and the Clippers. That means, in my opinion, that the, that the 76ers are so far away from winning a championship, even if they were 100% healthy. There are three teams in each conference, in my opinion, that would beat them. And this is also a team that has never been out of the second round in the past 20-something years. since Iverson was there so to say we need to keep ourselves as a championship contender in my opinion even though you have one of the best players in the world in the reigning MVP you were not a championship contender so you need to start the rebuild or you need to start the pivot oh. that's my humble opinion when I say rebuild I mean you need to scrap what some of this is yep. and start going a different direction with your two available uh, max contracts next summer go ahead Zach
4: They could be a championship contender if they were ever just a normal franchise. They were up 3-2 against the Celtics not that long ago before they did what the Sixers do, which is lose the next two games in increasingly dispiriting fashion. And Yeah, the Celtics reinvented themselves. The Bucs reinvented themselves. But that's how good this team looks with Harden and Bede and Tyrese Maxey who's about to stake an all-star claim because he looks incredible right now with Harden sitting on the sidelines. But of of course Harden who by the way was a top 25 player last year is not here and somebody just said the two magic words that really matter in all of this Joel Embiid. Embiid. Are we really going to sit here and watch this again? How many times are we going to see this movie with Joel Embiid and just drama swirling everywhere around him? That is what's at stake. That's what's at stake for the Sixers, and that's what's at stake for the Clippers, too, because this is year five of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know how many playoff series they've won in the first four years combined? Three. So you have two teams who are standing here with their futures at stake and no idea what to do because they don't know what James Harden is going to do tomorrow, the next day, next week. This is a fascinating and super duper weird Standoff.
2: Y- yeah, a super-duper weird standoff. It feels like Friday is is the next chapter that we're going to see unfold, and we will learn a lot more whether or not he is on the floor in the final preseason game for the 76ers. Bobby Marks, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. We now pivot to a developing story. The Houston Rockets, their trading guard Kevin Porter Jr., and two future second-round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are immediately waving him. That's according to our senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski. The Rockets, they're getting Victor Oladipo. Ipo, they're getting Jeremiah Earl Robinson in the deal. And Porter's future, it remains in question in the NBA after he was arrested for an alleged attack on his girlfriend in September in New York. Coming up on NBA Today, Zach Lowe's annual league pass rankings. They came out So see where he ranked Victor Wembenyama on his list. I'm excited for that. And speaking of lists, the season. It's only seven days away, Rich. So get ready, Big Perky He is a big list of players who have the most to prove this season. It ain't your list. No, his
3: list is trash. It
2: ain't my list. Plus, the Nuggets are sitting atop a championship mountain. But who is the closest to them? Richard and Perk, they answer that in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today will be back after this.
3: I'm sorry, America, for his list.
5: <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom on tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good
1: This year what did we just see there yes
5: the greatest shooter the game has ever seen
2: You know when you know the season's getting close? It's when you get a notification on your phone that Zach Lowe has Daddy. dropped the first half of his <laughs> league pass rankings. Zach, for those that don't know, can you just remind everyone your criteria here?
4: These are just fun. These aren't power rankings. Repeat, these are not power rankings. It's just, are they fun to watch? Are there uniform school? If you go talk to someone at a party about this team, are they gonna engage in the conversation or recoil from you <laughs> like you're an NBA weirdo? That's all. Do they dunk? Do they shoot threes? Do they play fast? I it's just entertainment. I
2: feel like you that's some that's coming from somewhere personal, like someone said to Zach, like you're an NBA weirdo, and now he's feeling mm-hmm. like he needs to dispel any of that. All right, so now that we have the parameters, Richard and Zach, this is what we're gonna do. Actually, I'm gonna have Richard and Perk see how much you agree with Zach's ranking. So what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna throw up two teams. I want you to guess which one Zach has identified as the more exciting team to watch. We're gonna start with the Bulls and the Knicks. The Knicks. <laughs> Perk, Knicks. Bulls? I'm going with the Bulls. Okay. I'm let's going see. with
1: the Bulls. Who's I gotta got think like Zach Lowe. Bye. Uh,
3: exactly, exactly. So, Zach. He's not thinking like you. You are a basketball person. You want to see good basketball, and you're going to watch the the, the Knicks and see how much they can grow with their young star guard.
4: Look, the Bulls, the Bulls have the best dunker in Zach Levine. They've got the old-school mid-range games of DeMar DeRozan and Vooch. But, man, aren't you just bored? Like, where do you think any of this is going? And the Knicks – the Knicks had the third best offense in the history of the freaking NBA last year despite the fact that they couldn't shoot. They were a bad shooting team. It's like a magic trick. How did they do it? They beat the hell out of everyone. Jalen Brunson can run over dudes that are a foot taller than them. They got every offensive rebound. They get to the free throw line. And there's something about this team, the physical, the toughness, the way they fly up and down when Josh Hart gets in the game. The fans in Madison Square Garden like this team and there's nothing like MSG when it starts to get roaring for a team that they believe in. It's the Knicks, even though they're slow and heavy on isolations, they're still fun.
2: Well, what about the Heat or the Hawks? Who does Zach like more?
1: He, uh, Hawks. I'm gonna go Hawks. Erk. I'm gonna go. With, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Heat. Playoff, Jimmy. Come
2: and on, Zach. And yeah. Oh, Richard go. is two and oh, Zach. How did you let this happen? Not Zach. I'm going against Perk. But
4: look, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Perk today, but look, the Heat, yeah, playoff Jimmy, playoff Bam, playoff Spo. This is an 82 game rating, and the Heat in the regular season last year were slow and bad on offense, and we kind of know what they are. They're tough, they grind it out. The Hawks. I don't know what the heck I'm getting night in and night out. Trey Young, it is some shots from half court. and He could go four of 20. I have no idea. Is the Trey Young DeJounte Murray thing going to work? Is Quinn Snyder going to make funny faces and wear those <laughs> incredible red glasses he's wearing now on the sidelines? I don't know what's going on with the Hawks, but I want to tune in and find out every night. The Heat wake me up in the first round when they're curb stomping somebody that's allegedly better than them. Fair
2: enough. The Heat, it, this is a team that is measured in Whoa. championships. Alright, last Last but not least two rookie of the year favorites the Spurs the Thunder who you got
3: all I'm going to say is Zach I imagine that you have both of these teams in your top 10 I'm going to go with Oklahoma City only because it's not just chat it's Shea it's okay. what they're building it's this Webby is probably the number Webby is probably the number one guy you want to watch but as a team
1: I'm going to say OKC. Kendrick, I'm going with Oklahoma City, too, as well. Oh, look at you guys. Kendrick. I'm going with OKC. Yeah, that was
2: close. That was close. It's right there. It's close. Why, why, Zach? Why does OKC Mm -hmm. get the slight nod?
4: when did rj and i develop this kind of mind meld he said it exactly right (laughs) wemby yeah i want to watch every single wemby game i want to watch every wemby possession i want to watch every single thing he does that's ridiculous but let's be honest the spurs with two months to go in the regular season they may be out of it they may start to go the other direction and start thinking about the draft the thunder they're playing to win. They're playing to chase wins today. And SGA, man, that dude is so slippery, you can't even find him on the floor. Josh Giddy, as clever a passer as they come, and we finally get Chad Holmgren. There's a lot to love about this team. I'm surprised they didn't rank higher than 13th, to be honest. What idiot made this list? <laughs>
3: I thought uh, they are both top ten, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you, you
4: said
2: it, Zach Lowe, not me. There you have it. We're going to have more of Zach Lowe's rankings. You can check them out on ESPN.com. We're also just one week away from some star-studded matchups on opening night. So which of these teams has the highest ceiling in the West that's coming up here on NBA Today? Richard and Perk, they're going to tell you after the break. The West is yeah, West, stacked. You know, we always
3: say this. One of these conferences is loaded. Then one of these conferences comes out with a done <laughs>
4: He's going to catch it, put it between his legs, and dunk it. Wait oh! for Roy, this is for the... Oh! Anthony for three!
2: days away. I mean, after months, they were filled with podcasts. Vegas Summer League, more podcasts, the FIBA World Cup, so much more. We're just one week away from the start of the NBA season. And at 10 o'clock Eastern, we're going to start with the second game first, because why not? The Warriors, they host the Suns. This is chock full of storylines. We have Chris Paul's debut versus the team that dealt him. Kevin Durant's first game back in the, way, in the bay in front of Warriors fans. Steph Curry and Devin Booker trying to lead their teams back to the NBA Finals. But then... We also have the first game of Tuesday's doubleheader on TNT that I'm excited about, the Nuggets. They're gonna raise their first ever championship banner in front of a team that they beat to get there, the Lakers. And if you don't think that LeBron James and company have been keeping tabs on the Nuggets title tour, well, I feel like you gotta think again. Both the odds makers and the schedule makers, least they agree on something. These are the teams to watch coming out of the Western Conference. Take a look at this: Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, the Lakers. They have the four best title odds in the West, and I wanna dig into those rosters. Just a little bit more. Get a little help from Richard Jefferson from Kendrick Perkins because we have a list of superlatives here. And I wanna see if these guys can agree if Richard, you know, wants to continue to work the rest oh, oh, of the hey, show. Hey, hey. Are you air hey, My fault. What, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm there? ready, let's All right. go! Richard is ready to go. So that means you're gonna get us started. Some superlatives here. Perks really close to me. The best off season. So look, look,
3: We had all offseason to talk about it. Everybody broke it down. It's the Lakers. The Lakers had the best offseason collectively as a team. We know where they started last year. We know what they did in the break. We know what they did in the postseason. They continue to get better in the offseason. Perk?
1: Uh-oh. Well he's wrong, and although I love what the Lakers did, but I gotta give it to the Phoenix Suns. They acquired Bradley Bill in a trade, which is a all-star slash superstar talent. They also added depth to their roster. I thought it was huge picking up Aaron Gordon. Signing, for, I mean, trading and getting Big Nurkic and some nice young pieces around the wing position so the phoenix suns had the best offseason okay in that's opinion. great
3: so best offensive the best offensive weapon is a funny one because i said jokic put it up there i said jokic and they're like really not nah, Stefan i'm like hey guys offensive weapon isn't just scoring it's assisting and we've seen that this man averaged a triple double in the postseason so the best offensive weapon is Nikola Jokic, because his assist and his scoring ability inside, outside, three-point, post, whatever you want, it, he
2: got it for you. It's a good thing pure scorer is a completely different category. Perk? Best offensive weapon. Well,
1: I'm gonna show I'm gonna show love to a guy that always get overlooked every single season, and that's Devin Booker. We saw him tear up the league last last season, even in the postseason, elevating his game, going out there and scoring 40 multiple times, dropping dimes. When it comes down to being a weapon, and defenses have to key in on the guy. I mean, guys say he got the similarities of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was an offensive weapon, and that's exactly what Devin Booker
5: is.
3: Look, honestly, it is so adorable that Perk is going to come on here and lie to you guys about all of this stuff. Yes, Devin Booker is a great offensive weapon. Is he Jokic? Absolutely not. But but this is personal opinion. This isn't about truth, but we're going to get to the truth. The best pure scorer on this is, ladies and gentlemen, Show the light-skinned assassin over here. Yes, the biracial angel, Steph Curry. He is a legend. This man can do anything he wanted. By the way, Steph, I apologize I hadn't seen your underrated documentary. This is my third shout-out. Just remember that. So, Steph Curry is the best pure scorer in this group. You know what Devin Booker doesn't have? A scoring title. He got teammates that have scoring titles, but that's cool. That The third best scorer on his team is the best offensive weapon, but continue, Bert.
1: I mean, just because you disagree doesn't mean I'm a liar, you know? Yeah, it does. When I have to go with the best... No, I don't. When I have to go with the best pure score, I'm going with arguably the greatest score of all time and Kevin Durant. You talk about multiple scoring titles. This is a guy that could lead the league in scoring every single season. This is the best offensive player we have ever seen hmm. when it comes down to having a complete package. I'm going with
2: Katie. Rich, are you sensing a theme here? I'm sensing a the theme.
3: I'm still confused how the best offensive weapon and best pure scorer are on the same team, but that's why the Phoenix Suns are special. I have no difference in opinion there. But the highest ceiling. You don't too have many- to be confused. She oh, was confused one. when you put that suit. On this first morning. of all, first of all, America, America, drink this in with your eyes. Drink it in. And you we don't we, have to it's America. It's okay. It's fine. We'll bring <laughs> it. Listen, like I said, Lincoln bio. All right. Highest ceiling, ladies and gentlemen. Pull it up, it's the defending champion Denver Nuggets. And why is it the Denver Nuggets? Because they have their main core back. Jamal Murray's going to be better. Jokic, this dude was riding horses all summer. He's gonna come back locked in. They got their coach, they got everything that they need, so they get to hit the ground running. So the Denver Nuggets, in my opinion, have the highest ceiling.
1: Well, they also lost some very few, uh, very, some very key pieces in Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, but I'm not here to downplay your pick, but to talk about my pick. The high ceiling is the Phoenix Suns. I'm so high on them, I got them representing the Western Conference this year. You're consistent. Too much offensive firepower. Frank, yes, Frank Vogel is a hell of a coach. Matter of fact, a championship coach. I'm high on the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference. They have the higher ceiling.
3: Sons so, so, across oh, so the board. Can we keep these Perkins? receipts? Can we keep these absolutely? Receipts? They've okay. already been
2: clipped off by okay. our birthday boy. We producer, always Jared do. Gang. We All right, we're going to give Jokic a little love coming up here, since Perk wanted to stick sons across the board because it has been the summer of Nikola Jokic. We have seen him doing karaoke, rafting, horse racing, riding bikes, but it's what he's done behind the scenes that might make the two-time MVP even better, if that's possible. We'll explain next. He's a legend.
0: All the hard work, all the sacrifice, all the dedication, all culminated with us winning a championship. But I got news for everybody out there: we're not satisfied. We won. At
4: last, the long wait is over, and Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions.
0: Everybody had a had a role to play in, in, in our success, and I'm just so happy for our guys. We we really did this together. Everybody wants to run it back,
1: you know. After after you win, you know this team is special. You know, I knew it from uh, training camp, you know, we can, we can do this. Nice we celebrate, but I feel like this is something that we can replicate. And Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. You go from an upstart to a winner, winner to a contender,
4: and a contender to a champion. The last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty.
2: So the Nuggets are in town. They're in Los Angeles. They're facing the Clippers tonight as the preseason continues. And we say hello to our NBA reporter, Om Young Masuk, who covers all things Clippers and also all things Nuggets for us. And you have been keeping tabs on the summer of Nikola Jokic that we all wish we had. The horse racing, the karaoke, the nightclubs, the dancing. Is there anything that is telling you, sometimes after after guys have these summers, it's sort of like, okay, but are they focused on basketball? What, what are you seeing behind the scenes from the two-time MVP?
7: Malika, I get it. Nikola Jokic is the only man to show off his chest more than Richard Jefferson. Ah, summer, okay? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't have time. Don't tip. Uh, I you know I'm saying. Look, look, keep those. I, I know. Like the best part, we got to see a rare glimpse uh, behind the scenes of one of the most private players in the NBA. Yeah show a different side of him this summer. Look, karaoke bare-chested here, whether he was doing his version of Jersey Shore and pumping his fists in a club listening to live music. But I gotta tell you, behind the scenes, we all wondered, would Nikola Jokic come back in shape? And normally, when he goes back to Serbia, I talked to strength and conditioning coach Felipe Eckenberger, who has worked with him basically since he came over to the NBA, talk about normally he has 150 days in Serbia, this time he had 107. So what they did was normally he takes to- two weeks Totally off, doesn't do anything. He was in the gym uh, working out twice a week, just basically cardio first, you know, lifting weights, plyometrics, things like that. And then eventually he got in the gym. Nikola will say he only touched the basketball twice this summer. But he worked out with like a Serbian basketball team. He was in there with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon actually said, I said, look, we saw him have the best summer of his life. And he goes, you know what? That's for the people. You see me on the yachts. You see me on the planes. That's for the people. I'm in the lab. And so is he. And the one thing I would say Nikola kind of revealed to us is that his obsession is basketball. He went online and searched up seminars of basketball tips by some of the best basketball coaches in Serbia. And he said, you know what, I think if you got to be good, you have to be a basketball fanatic. Mm. You have to be kind of obsessed with it. And so, for all the people to think that this is just work for Nikola yeah. Jokic, he does truly love basketball. And he, con-
2: he condensed his summer of greatness throughout Serbia. I want to bring Zach Lowe back into this conversation but because Jokic is clearly at the NBA mountaintop right now. At this point in his career, is, is there anything that you think he can still improve on?
4: Uh... I, I hope for the rest of the league the answer is no, <laughs> because he's a two-time MVP, a finals MVP. He's broken pretty much every statistical database that exists. I mean, if there's another another leap to happen, the rest of the league is in huge amount of trouble. I'm looking at two other guys. Jamal Murray. Michael Malone has already challenged him. Start off hot. Make the all-star team for the first time. Make an all-NBA team. I think some of that is going to happen. I think this is going to be Jamal Murray's first All-Star season. Michael Porter Jr. showed a little more off the dribble juice in the playoffs. Does he have another gear to hit too? If those guys level up a little bit, whoa, the Nuggets are going to be a problem. We already know they're going to be a problem. And then you throw in all the young guys that are going to have to play off the bench. Those are the questions I'm most interested in. Jokic? Man, Jokic is Jokic. He's fine.
2: Whoa is the high-level analysis that we come to NBA Today for. Ohm young Masook, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Don't leave Richard hanging. There's more from Ohm on Nicole Jokic right now on ESPN.com. Tonight, our next NBA preseason game, it's on ESPN2. Clippers hosting the Nuggets. Coverage begins at 10.30 Eastern after college football. Coming up next... Oh, it's not your list. Rich, it ain't yours. It's certainly not mine. It is Big Perk's big list of the five players with the most to prove. Do not miss who makes the cut. Bam! Game four of the best of five WNBA finals is tomorrow night at 8 Eastern on ESPN and the app. The Liberty, they took the series back to Vegas for a winner take all game five. The Aces, who will be without Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes, are just a game away from becoming the first team to repeat since 2001, since 2002, Sparks. All right it's time to go coast to coast we're going to start in san antonio because the rockets first round pick cam whitmore threw down this dunk last night
3: but oh. it didn't count i i want to I'm, I'm gonna talk to the rules committee you should not i don't charge circle if you finish the dunk that's not oh, come on he didn't even get the contact that's a hundred percent a bad call and so is this one let me show you something let me show you a little something. This is another bad call. We haven't seen Kid grow, kid, kill Chris since then. Watch this. They called this an offensive foul. The only thing that was, a, look at their faces. The only thing that was offensive about that was that they called a foul. Oh my God, I was 35. I was 35 when that happened. Shout out, my guy Devin Harris, with the pass. We'll see you soon, Devin. Love you, brother.
2: Let's get to Indiana. Moving on, to Tyrese Halliburton. He made his preseason debut, yeah. and he looked sharp. 15 points, eight assists in 23 minutes. Zach, what do you think? Excited for the Pacers this season?
4: Oh, Pacers are going to be fun to watch. Tyrese Halliburton is a blast. Obi Toppin's going to be dunking lobs all day long. And boy, oh boy, I'm surprised we don't have another excuse in this clip to show an old Richard Jefferson
2: dunk. (laughs) Richard is on the show, producing the show, all over the show. And did you guys see this? Ben Simmons, he met a fan last night who had a... Interesting tattoo of Ben himself. Rich, what, what do you think of this ink?
3: Honestly, like Zach says, at any point in time, like, Zach, I get it. You talked about the zeitgeist or whatever you were talking about. When you are a player like this, you're part of the community. Show Mike, show, show it. Ben, welcome to the club, Ben. Welcome to the club. After we won a championship, this guy promised to get that tattoo. He has the worst NBA tattoo tattooed on him. You're welcome, Zach. I'm sorry, you mad about this too, Zach? What's the director of grumpiness gonna complain about this?
2: So you asked this guy to get this tattoo? No, he lost the bet and got my tattoo. Well, Ben Simmons, he did play in addition to the tattoo mayhem. He finished with eight points, nine assists, six rebounds in 29 minutes. Perk, your expectations for Ben Simmons this season?
1: Uh, Just to actually play some good basketball. You know the best thing about the situation Ben Simmons is in is that he's actually not on the contender and don't have to worry about playing for a championship. That takes a lot of pressure off of him.
2: Well, it looks like he's having fun back out on the floor, even if it is just preseason. But speaking of Ben Simmons, I think it's time for my favorite segment of the week. I think it's fair to say. Big Perk, do you have a big list of players with the most approved this season?
1: You know what? The list actually was supposed to come out last week. But due to time on our show and due to y'all making me the butt of y'all jokes, we didn't have time. (laughs) Now, I know Richard came on and he did his iPad breakdown. It was precious. Zach Lowe came on with his league pass rankings, and that was cute. But damn it, you gotta save the best for last. And who's the best? It's Big Perk. It's Big Perk's list. It's not Malika's. It's not Jared's. It's not Hillary's. But we starting it off right now. Players with the most approved at number five. Bam! Paul George. We keep talking about the Clippers. We keep talking about what they need to do should they trade for uh, James Harden. But the fact of the matter is, guess what? They have two franchise guys that they have Invested a lot of money in, and that's Paul George. Paul George been talking noise all summer long, talking about he's getting back to his bully type ball, and we to put the world on notice. Well, we waiting to see it. Paul George is at number five. Number four, Zach, give me the energy. You been having it all show. You might as well end with a bang. Give it to me, Zach. Bam. Well. That's what I'm talking about, Zachary Lowe. You know who it is? It's Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Last year, we saw what he did in the postseason and the New York Knicks, Julius Randle and them boys, they bullied their way. We were talking bad about Evan Mobley because he deserved it. He got to get big in the paint. If the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to take any strides, it's going to be because Evan Mobley has elevated his game. He has all the upside. Now it's time for him to take it to another level, like 20 and 10. Malika Andrews, well, you yeah, at girl. I need you at number three. Give me, that's right, I it up. Give me the energy. Run it.
2: Bam! Damn. That's it! That's it!
1: Dame Dollar. Damien Living. Okay, look. Dame Dollar wanted out of Portland. He wanted to go to South Beach, he didn't get his wish. But now you with Giannis, the Greek three. You got a championship caliber team around you. Dame Dollar, you gotta elevate. They traded Drew Holiday for you. It's time for you to put up a shut up. Coming in at number two, let's run it. Richard, don't be a hater today, man. Don't knock my hustle. Give it to me, RJ. I know you like me, let's go. Run it, number two damn! Ah, I yeah. knew you was going to be a hater, so I wasn't even running, working, uh, waiting on you. At number two, Ja Morant. Ja Morant, look, we know he got a 25-game suspension, but guess what? He got to put the world back on notice on who the hell he is. I believe they ranked him number 35 on the ESPN rankings. That's disrespectful. At number one, bam! I don't have time for an intro, but I'm going to give it to you. Zion Williamson, if the Pelicans go do anything, Zion, one, has to be available. He has to hold himself accountable. He has to sacrifice, and the most importantly, he has to have discipline. Stay away from the dinner table, and make sure you eat them salads, and keep that cardio up. Hey, this hey. is my list, big perks, Play. Where's Przingis. Up, Where's <laughs> Przingis? Carry
3: on. Where's
0: Przingis?
2: That's going to do it for us here on <sighs> NBA Today. We will see you tomorrow. Perk,
4: great list.